John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Game Podcast. This is the High Game Podcast, Ed. Yeah, what do we talk about, John? We talk about guitars and animals and birds and candy. Yep, that's cool. Yeah. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle. It is beautiful out today. What do you think the temperature is? Uh, a lovely, comfortable, say, like, 70. I, I'm like 75, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this Wednesday, a couple days, yeah. it's supposed to hit 85. 85. That's pretty good. Sweltering. Good for the old man bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have hanging plants that Vicky put up in the backyard. Uh-huh. And then we have a little hummingbird feeder, and I was sitting out on the back porch, and I was drinking my little cup of coffee this morning, yeah. and a little hummingbird came over and was like right next to my head and it just has that noise six inches away apparently they are fearless and curious yeah he was just chilling next to me yeah and then he went and had a little food and then he took off the hummingbirds that come to our backyard yeah like to deliberately fuck with the cats sure they will hover in place and they know just how high is too high for the cats to even bother to jump yeah. And hover right over their heads just to fuck with them. They don't care. We got a couple of those feeders that you put in the palm of your hand. I don't know anything about that. There's some way to train them. So Entice that, them. Yeah, so that eventually they'll just come and take the food out of your hand. And that'll be great when the economy explodes. Yep. You could have your hand out and the hummingbird comes and then you just grab the hummingbird and eat it. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And you can uh, eat hummingbirds. Here in the Pacific Northwest, Yeah, no shortage of snails. Yeah, every once in a while when the rain comes, they will come on our steps and will come home at night. And then you hear that crunch. Oh, I feel terrible. Yeah, you've destroyed their home. Yep. It's a pretty good sound, huh? That's pretty good. 
this Ed? Yeah. Is a Gretsch. Okay. And we'll get into that, but you know, okay. first things first as always. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Beverages. That's so sloppy. Yeah, that was great. Our good buddy Cohen, Cohen Burrell. Right. He didn't believe that you play that live every time because it always comes across super smooth, he said. And so he really? thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple weeks ago in one of the episodes, he's like, Oh my God, John really messed it up. And that's the first time he realized, oh, not recorded. The viewers are probably used to my lack of attention to detail. In, no, you're in, doing in great. Things. You're doing great, yeah. John. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I've got a uh, Thomas Kemper black cherry cane sugar soda. Cane sugar. Every batch is made from scratch, made with pure Northwest honey. And I think between the honey and the cane sugar, yep. it is just a pleasure to hear that big corn is not involved in this. No. The boys over at Thomas Kemper? No. I don't think so. One honey of a black cherry soda, it says on the back. Yeah. That's cute. Oh, these guys are out of Portland. Are they? Keep Portland weird. You know about that? Oh, yeah. Thomas Kemper Soda, Portland, Oregon. Nice. Yeah. Made by the Urban Lumberjacks. (laughs) (laughs) The Beard Mafia. Yeah. What do you got? I've got a Bundaberg ginger beer. Mm. Australian family owned. Yeah, those guys are great. Made in, I don't know, the part where the beverages are. Isn't there a thing in Australia where there's like this desert area? What do they mine out there like the... Opal. Opals. And so you go out in the desert and it's just filled with these holes where people go out and just start digging. Yep. And maybe like live in them or something? Yes. It's so fucking hot. Yeah. They just go down and live in the dirt. Live and it's nice and cool down there, and they oh, can carve sure. out like living rooms and sure, stuff. Sure, you kidding me? Yeah, live in the dirt. Love it. With all the terribly poisonous spiders they have out there. Really? Everything there but, can kill you. You know, some nice island living. I've got a black cherry beverage, and it looks. A lot like that guitar. That is intentional. Is that? I asked my lovely wife, Monica, Yeah. if she wouldn't mind choosing a beverage. And I said, would you like to look at this guitar before going to the beverage store? And she looked at it and thought, okay, I will keep that color in mind. Monica is absolutely slaying the beverage game these days. Totally. She is killing it. Yeah. Okay. So this is a Gretsch. This is a broadcaster. Okay. Spelled with a K. It makes me really nervous when anyone spells anything with a K. These days, Like corn with a K? (laughs) You are just proving my point, John. Wait, the broadcaster is also the name of the guitar that Leo keeps getting his ass sued over, right? Yeah, it started out in the 50s with the drumline called Broadcasters, and as soon as Leo comes out with the telly, which he was calling a broadcaster. Right. He actually gets a telegram from yeah. Fred Gretsch. Very civil. You know, dear Mr. Fender, it's come to my attention that you have named your new guitar broadcaster. Please be advised that, you know, this infringes upon our thing. Uh, right. That was it. Yeah. You know, very nice. And what did Leo say? He did it. Oh. All the Gretsch guitars, as it happens, had numbers assigned to them. Okay. As well as model names. Of course, it was a broadcaster, yep. but its particular number was a 7604. Okay. It was sold Mm -hmm. 75 to 1977. That's it. Okay. This particular example we have. Yep. You know where we got this. Thunder Road Guitars. ThunderRoadGuitars.com. ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yeah, yeah. Here in lovely West Seattle, Washington. Yep. So this example. (laughs) From (laughs) ThunderRoadGuitars.com. 
1974. What? So this would have been 75 from, to 77. Yeah, so this would have been in the run, probably the initial run they put together. Okay. Leading up to the release of this thing. Wow. In fact, I can look in here and see that of that initial run, this particular example was made in October of 1974. Okay. It's 146 one they made. Wow. I don't know. What do you think they did? Like made 200 of them and then starting in January of 75. Crank them out, baby. Just boom, here they are. I don't know. That's not my job. My job is to sit over here. Ask questions, uh-huh. deliver the occasional pithy commentary. Pithy. Kind of thing. Yeah. My job isn't to figure out when they released what. But you do have one other job. Mm. And that is yeah. to pair a pedal oh. with the beverage. Yep. So with these lovely beverages that go with this guitar. Yep. What yep. have you yep. chosen, yep. Ed? I chose a pedal, I would love to say that I chose it based on, you know, like the pairing of the pedal and the thing, but I'm not sure that's actually true. That's refreshingly candid of you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Hologram Electronics Infinite Jets Resynthesizer. What do they bill it as? Man, a suite of expressive effects to transform your instrument in new and exciting ways. It tracks the dynamics of your playing, samples individual notes and chords, and then reinterprets them as new sounds using two independent channels of infinite sustain. I love that thing. It's Radiohead in a box. only got a couple they've got the infinite jets and then they've got the dream sequence they only make two pedals yep that was a really nice pedal pairing it hey thanks where's this thing made this particular example yeah 1970s yeah arkansas arkansas yeah there was a little problem there oh you may remember Our man Friedrich Gretsch comes over from Germany, and then he dies, Mm -hmm. gives the company to uh, one of the sons, and then one of the sons has to go to war, World War II, and then he has to come back, he takes it back, all that kind of shit. So (laughs) that's what was going on until eventually, in 1967, they just flat out sell Gretsch to the Baldwin Piano Company, of all things. Sure. It is then Mm -hmm. that Gretsch leaves their long held factory yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. And they go to Arkansas. Yeah, I imagine Arkansas's cost of living is a little less than Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, you know, uh morale of the workers was very low. <laughs> I bet 
the higher ups in that company are, who cares? Yep. Suck it up. We're going where now? Yeah. All these Brooklyn cats. Can you imagine? Like <laughs> the management says, yeah, hey, we'd love to have you, but you know, essentially yeah. take it or leave it. Right. We'll give you a nickel and a boot on your neck. Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> You're going to love it. So there's your morale problem. Sure. And then they had a couple of fires down there, factory fires. Mm-hmm. At this point, the quality is perceived to be low. Really? In the 70s? It had to be low enough because shortly after the Baldwin purchase, yeah. long-time endorser, our man Chet Atkins, right. splits. Really? He withdraws his endorsement. I just can't picture that guy with anything but a Gretsch. A lot of people can't. Weird. But he did go to Gibson. Yeah. He was done having anything to do with Gretsch. That's how low the regard was in the late 60s, 70s. The Baldwin years. I'm looking at mug shots of various Baldwin brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. I love the Baldwin yeah. brothers. Yeah. I do like the color of that. That, like, black cherry color. Yeah, I've seen it's this uh, described various ways. Okay. All the way from sunburst to red burst uh, to cherry burst. Yeah. I think your idea of black cherry burst, that, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. maybe most accurate. Yeah, because it's, it's deeper. Yeah. So what's up with this? Oh. So you know that Gretsch made tons and tons and tons of hollow bodies. Yeah. That was their deal. This, the broadcaster, introduced in 1975... Mm-hmm. occupies a unique place. Okay. This is their first semi-hollow body. It's got a block running down the center of it. It does. Okay. It's the first time they did that. I know what that means, because yeah. I listen, John. You yeah. tell me stuff about guitars, and sometimes it sticks. Right. I'm, you know, sometimes I pay attention. What kind of tremolo is that? What kind of bridge It thing? is a Bigsby. It looks like it. You could get this but, factory, but instead of saying Bigsby on the bottom, yeah. it says Gretsch. You notice it's got three knobs and two switches. Uh, yep. So if you look on the treble side, okay. is where all the knobs reside. Mm-hmm. The bass side mm-hmm. is where all the switches reside. Okay. So on the treble side. Tone and volume. Nope. Two volumes. Two volumes. One volume for each of the Supertron pickups this thing has. Okay. Upper bout yeah. is a master volume. No tone. Yes tone. Let's let's talk about these here. No Sweet. tone knobs. No. So I'm going to turn one of the volumes down okay. to more accurately. Oh, look at that. One is a pickup selector. So okay. Bridge. Neck. In between. Pretty good variance there yeah 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 the other switch is actually a tone circuit i don't know if i go back to just one pickup the yep. bridge let's yep. see what the tone does oh so a little more scooped out yeah that's it's a three-way if i go okay. to the neck pickup let's see what that yeah. tone does wow yeah give me some jazz yeah so if that's a thing you like and want yeah. It's got a really good tone, but for the two years this thing was produced, it was not very popular at all. Huh. Did not sell well. I have a theory. It's kind of plain. It's got binding on the body, but not on the neck, right? Right. And the fretboard inlays are just dot inlays. Dot inlays. None of the fancy Gretsch yeah. stuff. The It's got that cool Gretsch, like, perloid inlay. It has Van Ghent tuners. Are those cool? 
They are made by Hagstrom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This was the first guitar they made that was a semi-hollow body with a block mm-hmm. running down. Mm-hmm. I wonder if precisely because of that it was unpopular sure for people thinking well if i want a guitar with the center block down it why don't i just go get a 335 335, yeah totally what did this thing cost about 500 bucks in 1975 dollars okay what do we think a 335 cost in 1975 oh that's a good question yeah i don't know if it was competitive or i tend to want to do that in my brain like Okay, if I'm going to go out in that time period, I kind of want to know, are they identical in price? Could you get this or a 335? If they're doing this as a semi-hollow, they know they're competing directly with the 335. And it's the only semi-hollow they're doing. Right. They're competing with the Rickenbackers. So they've got to do something to differentiate. I guess the biggest differentiator there would have been mm-hmm. are the pickups the pickups yeah are cool yeah the supertron pickups yeah. are not your typical gibson humbucker style yeah yeah and they do have a lovely ring to them that's lovely john sounds great yeah there's nothing wrong with that put some infinite jets on there Ooh. I like that pedal. Wow, it really does wild stuff. Yep. When you play a whole chord. That's pretty cool. How about just like flat out dirt? Those sound really nice. Hit me with some of that reverb. We are using the Ocean's Eleven reverb again. Sure. Solid go-to verb. I think that might be because uh, you don't want to take it off the board. I could use a different version. You don't got it. You're doing great, John. Okay, okay. You're doing great. That's really nice. Does it got a cool like sheet of paper glued on the inside of the body? It does. It's got yeah. a label. Yeah. The serial number, the model number, and made in USA. Great. I.e. Arkansas. Arkansas. Bill Clinton. He's from Arkansas. He's from Arkansas. With all the factory fires they experienced, yeah. they moved around a little bit. Sure. They were in a place called Boonville, Arkansas. Boonville. And then uh, some other place. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I picture a lot of woods in Arkansas. I imagine there's a lot of woods there. The yellow pines of Arkansas. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about Arkansas. I don't really either. I don't have as much of a sort of intellectual problem with it as I do with Mississippi. <laughs> but uh, you know, what are you going to do? What's wrong with Mississippi? I keep finding more and more of the best blues music there ever has been. Sure. Having come out of Mississippi. Yeah. But one fact remains. They leave. They leave. Yeah. If it's so great yeah. and it's producing world-class talent in a genre that is American, yeah, then why didn't they stay? What? Oh, right, because that place sucks. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they make some killer sandwiches Get down the sandwich, there. it'll wipe the mud off of it. I bet they make, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. No, Mississippi's terrible. What am I doing? Trying to talk up Mississippi, trying to like turn back the tide. It's too late for that, John. We're not winning any fans in Mississippi. 
All they have to do is go back any number of episodes and hear Ed talk about Mississippi. All of a sudden, Ed decides to suck up to Mississippi. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want the do-over anyway. No, no, I don't. So, (laughs) on that note, Ed. Yeah. Who played this thing? Um, Chet Atkins. Nope. Did the guys in Oasis ever play one of these? Not that I know of. Okay. Anyone hot seatable? Maybe. Oh, yeah. You want to try it? Yeah, hit me with a hot seater. Okay, if you think you can do it. Okay. Is it the kills? No. I didn't think it was. Yes, you did. I didn't. Um... Is it garbage? No. Is it <laughs> the cranberries? No. Who is it? That's PJ Harvey. God damn it, John. <laughs> I feel terrible every time you play PJ Harvey and I don't know who the... Oh, I love PJ Harvey. Me. I know, I know. And then you play her and you just shake your head at me. Yep. She played her broadcaster yeah. on all of her demo tapes. And wow! Much of the first couple few albums, you can find any huh. number of pictures of her with this thing. Wow! Yeah, great. Do you know Jim Jams? Sound familiar? Isn't that a reference in Beastie Boys? Huh? I don't know. All I know is he used to be in My Morning Jacket. Oh! Do you know that band? Yes. In his concerts, apparently, likes the broadcaster guitar. Back to that P.J. Harvey song. Yes. The actual tone of that guitar. Yeah. Very generic. I wonder if that's it. So you take this tone that... Yep. It sounds great, mm-hmm. but it's not like anybody's going to listen to it and say, oh, that's oh, a broadcaster, right? Right, right. Not at all. Maybe not even, oh, that's a Gretsch. Right. And then you dirty it up. Yeah. Maybe I, that had a lot to do with the kind of not success. Yeah, maybe. Also known as failure of the <laughs> of the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the not success. Yes, that's a super positive spin you put on that. So our man Jim James. Yeah, Jimmy James. Jimmy Jam James. JJ. Jim James, okay. 2018, with his broadcaster. Right now. Yeah. Is it the squealy boy? Or is it the rhythm thing? I think it's a rhythm. Uh-huh. Can't get to work. Can't get to sleep. You got to move. You dance and beat. You got to roll. Is this a live track? Nope. It's off his album, Uniform Distortion. Okay. Does anybody pick up a broadcaster for long enough that they're like, oh shit, we got to bring that back? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because in 2017, that's exactly what happened. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting Uh, here uh, is that they bring back an entire line of these called Mm -hmm. the Player's Edition Center Block Models. You said this was their first. Yes. So they made other Center Block? Okay. They did. And so they reissued those in 2017. Yeah. They scored a hit. They are highly regarded. Oh, really? Are they made in the USA? I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to do that thing where you look up at the ceiling like... Sideways and up is yeah. where you look, and that means John doesn't know. Up and to the left means somebody's about to lie. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. 
I don't know is okay. what I'm going to say. Okay. The viewers have come yeah. to expect honesty from us. Oh, my gosh. So the answer to your question is I don't know. Okay. Do they have both? Oh, here's a special custom shop American right. one, and here's right. the overseas. I don't know. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's great. Can I uh, ask you another question? Yeah. Were there other ones that did catch on? Not that I could find, no. Okay. All indications are it just didn't do well. Well, it's another one of those things where there are clearly a lot of established brands. By 75, you could buy any number of Epiphones, any number of Gibson variants, 335 variants. There's Rickenbacker. Right. So Gretsch is just coming in and trying to break into a market that's pretty well entrenched. Working against their own interests as well. Not only is yeah. there that established Gibson market, but Gretsch had already established itself in the hollow market. As right. As go to like rockabilly style kind yeah. of. You either hated or loved Gretsch to begin with. Yeah. But there was no denying that there was a unique sound in those guitars. Right. So here they come, working against that. Right. And in a market where there's already plenty of competition. So I don't know whether to think that was a dumb move or, hey, man, that takes some balls like to just say, let's try it. That's right around when they started into the solid body market as well. They're trying to true, break in on true. multiple fronts, just trying to make more money. Yeah. Not into it. Not into it. Not into it, and neither were the people, and that's what you get, you dummies. Baldwin corporate stooges. Bunch of suits, the suits. driving the product line. The Baldwin suits. Not into it. These uh, Supertron pickups. Yeah. Where do these things come in on the Richter scale? I don't know. Looking up and to the left. Looking at you dead <laughs> in your one good eye. <laughs> sure. I don't know why Ed's wearing a patch today. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. Give me the neck pickup and like kind of roll some tone back on this thing. Yeah. Throw some jets on there. Wow, that's pretty cool. You think when they built that guitar, that's what they were hoping it would sound like? Of course. <laughs> like, Boy, I love the glitchy stuff. Yep, that pedal does that. Well, you know what, Ed? What? We have arrived at the end of the journey. Oh, gosh. Desert Island. Oh, right. Are you taking this thing with you? No. Could you see yourself ever owning a hollow body or semi-hollow body guitar? I own a Rickenbacker 330. I'm just going there. Would you ever way. have a hollow body? If I went hollow body, I would probably go big fat jazz box. After that 175 episode, right. that guitar was really cool. I would have said no at the beginning of that episode. And by the end, I think I was much more like, oh yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Now I understand. Isn't, isn't it crazy to think that this has not made a particular impression on you, this Gretsch broadcaster, uh, but we both acknowledge that it sounds great. It sounds full. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a tough road to hoe for them in 75 to think, wow, we have made a great guitar, right? great pickups in it, and it sounds wonderful. Uh, but nobody cares. Nothing jumps out to me. What about you? One thing we haven't discussed is the current price on these things when you can find them. Sure. 
they're still inexpensive enough to be affordable compared to a 335. Right. So if you're looking at a 1975 335, you're paying at least double what this broadcaster goes for. Yeah. So if you're in the market for a semi-hollow, American-made, kind of vintage Mm-hmm. This is a perfectly fine way to go. You're going to get a guitar that plays well and sounds great. Yeah. So there you have it, viewers. Neither Ed nor I are overly impressed with this, even though we both admit it sounds great. Yeah. So you should totally go to Thunder Road Guitars yes. and buy it. Yeah. Because we don't have to like the same things, viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're in Mississippi and you're uh-huh. thinking to yourself, I need a guitar. And John and Ed don't know what the hell they're talking about. Clearly, they're biased because here I am in Mississippi. Right. They already don't like me. Right. Exactly. So how am I supposed to feel about them not liking this guitar? Right. Clearly dummies. Yep. Okay. That was really great, Ed. Yep. And thanks a lot. (laughs) 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 Right. Hey! Yeah. You've been listening to the High Game Podcast with John and Ed. Yeah, you have. Yep. Uh, you know, if you want to send us a mail, you can send it to the high game pod yep. at gmail.com. Yeah. I think the last couple we said send us a mail at the high game at gmail. Maybe. And oh, so maybe. yeah, like we've been giving people so that you're probably flooding us with emails and we're not getting. Of course. Them. Or you yeah. could just DM us. Right. On the uh, on the on social the, channels. Yeah, the Instagrams and the Facebook, Twitters. Twitter. Go ahead and leave us a review. We like reviews. Yeah, on the iTunes. That'd be real nice. Sweet. 